It's February 24, 2023. My name is Jimmy Van, and this is KYN Live. My guest likes to post Simpsons references on Twitter. He thinks he could beat Nick Jackson in a game of Connect Four Hoops, and he wants to see a Batman movie get produced that is entirely Muppets. He is co-host of the Grab City Podcast at Fightful.com, friend of the show, Will Washington. Will, how you doing, man? I am doing great. I'm glad you brought up the Simpsons references because I live <laughs> for Simpsons references. Are you kidding me? If anything through seasons like one through ten, I can usually find relation to anything going on in any situation. The morning of this show is when I scan my guest Twitter <laughs> in order to find stuff. And you had Simpsons references everywhere. And so I thought this is this is an easy one, and I'm with you. Like on the older stuff, I'm I'm really you know up to speed on the older stuff too because that's when it was the best. Yeah. So I'm with you. All right, here's what's going to happen. We're going to do the KYN seven seven of the top news stories of the week that are stupid, funny, and weird. I'm going to get your reactions and I'll ask you questions along the way. And guys, getting your super chats to get your question or statement right on the air. If you don't want to donate through YouTube or if you can't catch the show live, go to kynchat.com. Leave a question or statement anytime, and we will read it on the air. I say this all the time, Will. So easy to find stupid news stories this day and age. I always got to try to whittle it down. I got seven good ones again. You ready to go? I'm ready. Let's go with story number seven, reported by The Independent. So a billboard was installed in the city of Truro in England for the McCrispy sandwich by McDonald's. And here is a pic of that billboard. There it is right there. See a typical ad that you would see for the McCrispy sandwich from McDonald's. Now the locals there in England, they don't like it, Will. They say it's bad. They want it replaced. They're not happy at all about this McCrispy sandwich billboard. What's the problem with the ad that's got the locals up in arms? I can't tell whatsoever. I'm, I was staring at it, and I, what could possibly be wrong with this ad? Uh, that McCrispy billboard is located right across the street from a crematorium, and we have a zoom, <laughs> zoomed out photo. There it is, right there. They got the sign feet away and the crematorium across the street. Now, some of the locals found that that association was just not very funny and they weren't happy with it. Others saw the humor in it. McDonald's got wind of it and they actually got that ad removed. What do you think? Funny or tasteless? What do you think of that one? I mean, it depends. Obviously, we're t dealing with a crematorium. Aha, <laughs> uh -huh, crispy. Like, it's it's tragically funny. But at the same time, like, I get it. I get why. Uh, especially if that's one where, let's see, your loved ones were interred. It's probably not one that you want... Uh, across the street from i get it i get it but it's funny i thought it was funny too and and i think if a loved one of mine had been cremated at that place i'd still find it funny if anything it would take some of the load off i think right yeah of get, course and, it that way yeah and at the same time it's also the mccrispy i'm also curious about the mccrispy and how many times mcdonald's can go through rebranding their chicken sandwiches but nevertheless yeah, I, I've noticed. So I, I, when I was in Paris, they had words for the sandwich that they don't have here. Like, I'm sure you've seen Pulp Fiction, right? Yes. And that's real. Like, the, like the, the, what they call it, Royale with cheese. <laughs> so I'm guessing that they just call it the McCrispy in England when it's called something else okay, know, in America, fair. probably. So every, every story, I like to ask a question somehow related to it. Very easy one for you. What is your typical McDonald's order? Oh, uh, you know what's funny is I'm going to – 
a steal a bit from Kev on stage right now, a uh, very popular comedian, but he just recently tried for the first time the um, filet of fish and he was basically just downing on it. And I was one of the people in his comments that was like, no, the filet fish is bomb. And he finally tried it and realized that, yeah, it's a solid 6 out of 10. And look, at McDonald's, everything, the highest you're going to get is like a 6 out of 10. And yes. so now I'm, I'm a filet fish guy. Really? Yes. Interesting. So have you seen the movie Waiting Before? Yes. You know the scene where they say, our desserts are made by grade-A chefs, and then grade-A chefs is the brand? <laughs> Yes. So when I was in high school, I had a girlfriend in high school that worked at McDonald's, mm -hmm. and she told me that the brand for the meat was grade A beef. That's so great. Yes, and I've always remembered that, uh -huh. and so I've always wondered what the hell they're putting in the sandwiches, Will. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, yeah. No, that's the thing. When it comes to McDonald's, the reason I get the filet of fish is because it's the only thing at McDonald's that tastes like what it's advertised. Like, McDonald's burgers do not taste like beef, but they taste like McDonald's beef. And I don't know what that actually is. Yes. So I will stick with the thing that tastes like fish sticks. There you go. I don't know how much fish is in it, but it tastes like fish sticks. So that's good. Yes. All right. Let's go on to story number six, reported by the Korea Herald. All right. So try to picture this. Back in November of last year, a man walked into a convenience store in Korea and he bought ice cream. He wanted a plastic bag for the ice cream. He asked the owner for one. The owner wouldn't give him a plastic bag because single-use plastic has been banned in Korea. So he wouldn't give him one. The customer got enraged, Will. He was mad he couldn't get his plastic bag and he spit on the owner of that convenience store. But the story didn't end there. Will Washington, what happened next? Oh, uh, God. With a plastic, I mean, needing a plastic bag here, I can't even fathom a guess. <laughs> uh, a few months later, the customer showed back up again, and he rammed his car through the front of the store. We got a picture of it. That's what he did right there. So after the man spit on the owner back in November, the owner filed a complaint with the police. The customer wanted to settle the matter privately, but the owner rejected the request and he actually opened a case. And so I guess this guy was steaming for a few months. You know, he was steaming and ended up driving his car through the, the front of the convenience store. I guess he really needed that plastic bag. Months left. I mean, yeah, look, if you're the type of person, and I am one of them, who uh, hoards plastic bags, uh, and they're, I use them for everything, right? I got to clean up, you know, pet messes, things along those lines. Uh -huh. Whatever it takes, I, I hoard plastic bags. I have a whole cabinet full of them. So you know. I understand if you are, are low on them. I live in a state where they are... Uh, they're not banned, but now, uh, as of January 1st, so we're only two months in, but we do have to pay for them now. If you uh, if you are bu um, buying anything at a grocery store, you do have to pay for your plastic bags. And uh, I have seen, in the last two months, many an argument over this. I've really? seen people... Yeah, oh, yeah. There are people who weren't aware of the fact that that law had just passed, and... They'll be arguing with the clerk at the grocery store saying, why am I being charged 10 cents for a bag? Uh, and they, they'll ask you straight up. They'll never just do it. But they'll be like, hey, do you, how many bags do you need? And then um, they'll start adding it to your total. And I've seen at least three or four instances now of people getting angry over being charged for bags. The thing I've never understood is they have the, they have the self-checkouts. Mm -hmm. So the self-checkout kiosk, if they say, how many bags do you need? And you put two. What's going to stop you from taking 10? Um, 
nothing really. And this that's the thing. It's stupid about it. And, and not just that, but even at the 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 regular checkout, I've noticed nobody's like counting. They'll just be like, eh, eyeball it. Looks like you'll probably need <laughs> like five or six, and then right. just like type five, and then whatever they end up using once they bag your stuff, they're not going to go back and then start adding more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Okay, so you have kids, and so you might be able to answer this question. Mm-hmm. Are there any items made of plastic that you regularly use or are used to, but you've made a conscious effort to switch to something else? Uh, I mean, I've been trying. Uh, on the topic of bags, I have been trying to take reusable bags to the store lately just because of the annoyance of paying for them i mean it's 10 cents it doesn't really matter but at the same time it's like okay you've convinced me to to be better about this so that's probably the one so you haven't got your kids into into uh uh, cardboard or paper straws yet no uh my kid i mean my kids have a couple of aluminum straws that's true uh-huh. uh so they they like the ones they are very picky about theirs you know it's funny is my kids have more so gotten me into it because my daughter just a couple of years ago had uh uh this environmental play she was in and they had to sing all these songs about driving miss lazy and all this stuff and like hey you need to make sure you're walking if you're traveling less than a mile and i'm like okay so those are things that have stuck. I might isolate this clip and I'm going to uh, do a, a poll on Twitter and see if everybody wants you to sing the entire version of that song. Oh, Driving Miss Lazy? I probably yeah. could. I think you probably could. I yeah. probably could, yes. And all of the ones that my kids have done plays for, the songs are embedded in my brain. I'm with you. We're getting there now with my kid too. I'm with you. All right, reminder, guys, get in your super chats to get your question or statement right on the air. Or if you can't cast a show live, go to kynchat.com. Leave a contribution at any time. We'll read your question or statement on the next show. All right, let's go to story number five, reported by Nintendo Life. And something tells me that you are going to appreciate this one because I know you're a gamer. Yes. So old console games and cartridges have become a collector's item, as I'm sure you know, especially original sealed versions. There is a guy named Stephen Kick. He is the director of a game called System Shock. And he posted a story on social media about a friend of his who purchased an original sealed and graded copy of Pokemon Yellow for the Nintendo Game Boy, valued at over $10,000. We got a pick of that, uh, that game. That's it right there. So I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yes. That is an original sealed graded copy valued at over $10,000 US. So this guy purchased this. And Will Washington, what happened next? Uh, I'm guessing it's not in there. Something had to have been wrong. After it was shipped, it was stopped at the border by U.S. Customs, and they tore it apart. And we have a picture of it. Look at this. Oh, no, 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 no. Look (laughs) at this. They broke the acrylic case. They ripped and discarded the seal, and they sliced the front of the box off. They single-handedly reduced the price of that item from over $10,000 to a couple of hundred bucks. Yeah, to a couple of hundred bucks. (laughs) I was going to say, I was just at a vintage game store the other day, and they had they didn't have any boxes, but they did have copies of Pokemon Yellow for the Game Boy. And they were selling for like 10 bucks. So I imagine like the box is probably adding something to it, but without the seal, you've got nothing. Imagine what mail day must have been like for that guy. Imagine if you were him, and it's mail day, and you're stoked, because you probably already see like an orange sticker on it, the customs put on it, you know? Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, and then you open it up. How would you feel about that, Will? 
I mean, that's insanity. Looking at how much, like a box art has come a long way, right? Like that was the thing where I, when you shopped for games back in the day, you wanted to look at the art, you wanted to preserve the art because that was a big piece of the presentation. Like these days, we just download our games anywhere. At least I do. And so that's a, one reason to want to have this. And then on top of that, yeah, like an original sealed copy. <sighs> I don't know. That would tear me to shreds. And again, I just came from a vintage game shop and I was looking at all of the stuff and like going through all the memories and things. And, uh, and it's so funny cause I could actually turn that back into a wrestling story, but I won't hear even though that's the thing <laughs> I'm known for. But, uh, just at the end of the day, awful. I can't believe that. I don't even know customs if, if they make amends. Like, I don't even know if they, I don't know. I don't know the rules on that. If you, if there's insurance, if you have to like sue the government, I got no idea, but here's my question for you on this. You're the perfect guy to ask. Mm -hmm. Is there a video game that you loved so much as a kid that you spent a pretty penny to buy an original copy of it? Oh, uh, right behind me. Actually. (laughs) It's funny. You say that really because, uh, there is a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet right behind me, but there's something significant about this specific arcade cabinet, which uh-huh. is the fact that uh, so Mortal Kombat fans know what I'm talking about here. If you look a little between these belts here, there's Johnny Cage art, and the specific Johnny Cage art is important here because Johnny Cage, the actor who played Johnny Cage, is a guy named Daniel Pasina, and uh, he played Johnny Cage in the first two Mortal Kombat's. He did all the artwork for him, and then he ended up leaving Midway in, I think, 1995, and that's where they just killed off the Johnny Cage character, and he ended up suing Midway and all of that, and they ended up not having a good business relationship, and so he's removed from all artwork that followed Mortal Kombat. So when my wife was like, you know, one of the things I told my wife when we first met was, I want a Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet. That's just a thing I've always wanted. And so when we got this house and I got to build the man cave down here, she sought out to get me a Mortal Kombat arcade. But I was really specific about what I wanted on it, which was that it had to have the original Daniel Pacina art on it. I would not take it if it didn't, because at that point I know that it was produced after the fact and she managed to get it. And I was really happy about that. Not going to say how much that cost, uh-huh. but I do have my Mortal Kombat arcade cabinet behind me. It's my favorite piece of this room down here. And I have Very plenty of belts. Cool. So that's, yes, I did pay a pretty pity for that. Okay. And it's a playable version? Yeah, it's playable. I mean, inside of it, it's really just like a giant PC cabinet because inside I just customized the PC in there. I can play anything on it. Okay, but, I got it, got it. Yep. Uh, but the cabinet was important. It had to have that Johnny Cage artwork. Interesting, interesting. Have I ever told you about my WWF Superstars arcade cabinet? No, but that sounds amazing. So I have the original WWF Superstars arcade cabinet, and the story I tell everybody that makes it interesting is it was owned by Justin Bieber. What? Yes. So when I bought, so you know that, yeah, because the the, the Biebers are from uh, Stratford, Ontario, which is like kind of Western Ontario, Canada. I'm in Toronto. And when I bought this house, a buddy of mine gave me that as a housewarming gift. And he told me that he picked it up on a, a website called Kijiji, which is like our Craigslist. And when he went to the house to get it, he recognized the guy, but he didn't say nothing, but he recognized the guy. And that was Bieber's dad. What? Yes. <laughs> That's- that's so great. Yes. That's really cool. So that, is, close- that is my connection now. It's an old piece of shit machine. I need to get it refurbished. But uh, it came from the Bieber. So there you go. I love it. All right. Let's go to story number four. 
This one was posted on TikTok, and you're going to appreciate this one too. So there is a young couple named Clara and Trey, and they've gotten somewhat of a social media following. She's 19. He's 21. Here's a pic of the uh, the lovely couple. All right, there they are right there, Clara I feel like I've Trey. seen them. I, yeah, I, maybe you have because they've got, they've got a bit of a presence. So hmm. Clara got pregnant, and they had a video that went viral on TikTok announcing the names of their twins. They're going to have a boy and a girl. So they did this big video announcing the names of the twins. Do you have any idea what names they came up with? And I'm going to give you a hint. They wanted the names to rhyme. So do you have any idea what rhyming names they came up with for their boy and girl? I mean, look, as a wrestling guy, Skip and Zip come to mind, right? But that couldn't (laughs) possibly be it. (laughs) Uh, What could this be? Uh, I think that your suggestion is probably better. So they decided to name them Carson and Arson. Here's a clip courtesy of Clara and Trey on TikTok. Who's going to save me now? I hope it's you, my babe. Carson. Did they like Google arson before they decided on it? Did it? So, what do you think about naming a child after a felony? Will yeah, that's the thing. It's like that's not a name. That's nobody's name. Nobody's name is arson. <laughs> oh well, there's going to be one now. Yeah, I suppose. And even as like, I didn't even think about it being the girl's name either when you first said that. <sighs> so many issues here, but the main one being that yeah. Arson is literally a crime. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and I I am all for it. Like when my wife was uh pregnant both times and you know, of course, when you have kids, there's always the possibility to discuss as you're discussing names like, "Oh, it could possibly be twins." And so, I am very much all about names that have symmetry or are rhymy or something along those lines. Like I've never been more infuriated than by the names Mary, Kate, and Ashley. Those have nothing in common. <laughs> Why would you name twins Mary, Kate, and Ashley? Drove me nuts, right? So, like, I, I get the desire to name your kids something that rhymes, something that's catchy, something along those lines. But Carson and Arson. <sighs> yeah. Larson. Th- there's there's so many others you could go with. But... Uh, Larceny? I mean, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's true. Got to be careful uh, of that, too. I don't know. So, all right, so... <laughs> You, you've already kind of uh, brought this up. So you know how some people, they fantasize, especially when they're young, as you just saw, they fantasize about what they would name their kids. Mm-hmm. Before you had kids, did it ever cross your mind? What if we have twins? And if so, did you come up with names for them? Um, I mean, on the topic of twins, like I said, I was very much all about uh, at least some kind of rhyminess to them. Uh, I can't remember what the ones that my wife outright rejected were, but we, because she she was against it. She just didn't want that at all. Like, I always knew that if I was going to have a boy, it was going to be named Billy. And sure enough, I do have a son named Billy, so Uh go figure. uh Um, Because little known fact, that was what I went by as a little kid. Uh, I didn't. Oh, become... you might start to go by that again. Will. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't adopt Will till I was ten years old, and I was. I moved schools, and it was one of those things where, oh, I have a chance to start over. I'm in a whole new neighborhood. I don't have to be uh... little Billy anymore. <laughs> I, I, I was like, and Will Smith was really popular at the time. That's what and I so, thought of. Yes. Yeah, and so I thought, you know what? I'm officially Will now, 
And so uh, I moved, started over in the fifth grade, and at 10 years old, I was officially Will. But I was like, you know what? My kid has to suffer through Billy like I did. <laughs> and so that is why I always knew, no matter how old I was, when I had a boy, he was going to be named Billy. And he freaking loves the name. Go figure. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting, Billy. Okay, let's go to story number three, reported <laughs> by WFLA News. And I'm not going to forget that one. So a couple in Dade City, Florida, they were pressure washing their, their house. They took the outdoor furniture off their front porch and they moved it to their yard so that they, their workers could do the work. While the workers were pressure washing the back of the house, something happened up front. Any idea, Will, what happened to this couple in uh, Dade City, Florida? You said they're power washing the house. Yep. Moved the furniture off the front porch, wanted to give the worker space, power washing the house. Did the paint strip? What could have possibly happened here? Uh, the garbage collector showed up, thought the furniture was trash, and hauled it all away. Here is a clip courtesy of WFLA News. But while pressure washing in the backyard, the garbage truck came by. And as you can see in this photo from a neighbor's security video, the workers mistakenly thought the furniture was trash. Oh. It, it was a one-year-old set, plus they had two antique rocking chairs, valued at over $900. The waste company ignored the complaints, didn't give a shit. Wanted nothing to do with it, but you know what happens with the power of television, Will? And as soon as the news got involved, they agreed to cover the cost. So how do you, if you're part of the garbage collection company, and this thing they say was one year old, do you not at least ask somebody first? Or do you think these guys hate their jobs so much they just wanted to kind of get the thing done with? Oh, yeah. The, uh, I, I mean, look, in my neighborhood, when the garbage company comes by, they don't even look at things. They just grab throw it in and go they don't even want to think about that but the power of tv is strong i know that for a fact because uh i will tell you i made a killing one time off of the fact that an amazon door driver and people probably remember this story uh from 2017 peed on my doorstep what oh yeah uh that news clip is out there if you google uh amazon delivery driver will washington uh, or William Washington, you'll probably what about find... Billy Washington. Did it say Billy Washington? <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> but you will absolutely find the story of an Amazon delivery driver and me on the news talking about it. And Amazon was because originally Amazon was like, hey, can we just settle this without you putting this story out there? But I had already posted it to my Twitter. And so it had already been picked up by like multiple news networks who wanted to talk to me. And they sent like a news crew to my house and to talk about this delivery driver that peed on my doorstep while delivering an item. And uh, Amazon... Why? Why they, did he do it? Uh, you know, I chalk it up to the conditions of drivers at Christmas time where it's like you have to get package, 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 and you don't really have time to stop. And so, of course, I would have said to this gentleman, I had bushes. Just go right. in the bushes. But right. this guy went on my doorstep in front of my ring doorbell camera. I watched it wow. happen live, by the way. You did? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was literally watching it happen. And uh, I still have the video. I still have it all. This this is one of those stories where had you been doing this show at that time, uh-huh. would have been on. And did you go out and confront him? Uh, no, I wasn't at home. It was one of those things. I was like okay. watching it on I just happened to set off my notification. I opened the video just to see, like, oh, who's at my doorstep? Right. Oh, a package being delivered. Right. Why is this guy turning his back to the camera? What is he? Why is there a puddle forming under him? 
Oh my god! And so, uh, so I know the power of TV, and once these things go, and then it started being picked up by all these national sites, and next thing you know, Amazon is like, "Look, take all the gift cards you need. <laughs> Let us know when you're done." Did you? I, I imagine you must have been scrubbing the front of your house, your door, probably after that, right? I mean, it was go figure a power wash, and then at that point, they Amazon paid for the power wash, and really? they replaced the item, and let me keep the original. Uh, which was in packaging, so I didn't care. Uh, and it, it's Amazon. You know they're yeah, yeah, going to yeah, make yeah. that situation right. But they did. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that story is a lot better than any question that I could have asked. <laughs> so I don't, I, don't e- I don't even know what to ask after that. So we're going to move on. I'm just going to say final reminder. Get in your super chest. Have your question or statement right on the air. Or go to kynchat.com. Leave a contribution at any time. And we'll read it on the next show. Man, whatever I was going to ask, that just was way better. <laughs> so let's go to story number two. Reported by Oddity Central. Okay. So a man from China. And you like basketball, I think, right? Huge basketball Okay, fan. so you'll appreciate this. Maybe. A man from China. He went home for the Lunar New Year. And he was invited to play basketball with some childhood friends. At one point, he collided with another player. He got hit above the eye. The other guy got hit in the mouth. So they stopped the game. They were bleeding. They needed medical attention. Nobody felt like playing after that. So the man went to a clinic. He got some stitches. And he went on his way. Six days after that incident, the man noticed a rancid smell. And he was concerned that his wound was infected. So he went to ER to get the wound looked at. What happened next, Will? Oh, again, this is one of those instances I couldn't fathom a guess <laughs> on this, Jimmy. <laughs> uh, they extracted two chipped teeth from the wound. Here's a pick first of the man. There it is. They censored out his uh, face for some reason, but you can kind of see the cut there above his eye. So that's that. And here are the chipped teeth. There oh, they are right they there. they in there. They All were right. in the wound. So apparently the guy that got hit in the mouth, he knew that he was injured, but he didn't know that he had lost teeth and they didn't see any like around the area at the time. And so and that in the moment, they didn't know they couldn't find the teeth. And then it wasn't until the dude smelled the rancid smell for six days. He had two chipped teeth stitched inside his forehead, Will. What? What a discovery in the emergency room, don't you think? I mean, and it makes perfect sense, actually. Like, I, I imagine this other gentleman probably sounds like he was significantly taller, at least tall enough to get teeth into forehead. Otherwise, it was a maybe a diving situation. I don't know. I'm just thinking about basketball being played. But to have teeth like that stuck in your forehead for six days, you said? Six days. Six days. That's gross. Um but I mean, hey, it makes perfect sense. I uh, I don't know. It's a little bit of a souvenir, you know. It's uh, <laughs> I don't know what the, the final score of that game was, but hey, if you walked away <laughs> with this guy's teeth, I'd say you walked away victorious. I'm glad the story came out now and not 20 years ago, because otherwise it might give McFoley some ideas. Yeah. <laughs> so at least we got that. Now here's my question for you: Have you ever gotten stitches? And if so, what did you do? Um, yeah, I've had stitches. I had my face stitched up. I once dropped a computer on my face. Um, and yeah, I was... Wait a second. In what situation? Okay. You dropped it on your face. In what situation did this occur? So I was, uh, uh, my dad used to work on computers back when I was, uh, 
he worked on computers my whole life. That's how I got into tech. But uh, so I was working on my computer. I had the case off and something was wrong with my computer. It just it, I couldn't get it to boot up. Probably downloaded a virus from a porn site or something. But anyway, I, I couldn't get it. Will to... Washington, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, look, this I was like 16 at the time, right? <laughs> so, uh, but I wasn't going to admit that to my dad. So I'm like, something's wrong with my computer. So I take it upstairs and he takes a look at it and he can't figure out what's wrong with it. And so he's like, I don't know, why don't you keep working on it? So I'm like, all right, let me take it back downstairs. And mind you, the case is off of it, right? So I'm carrying it down the stairs and I slip backwards. And of course, you know, when you fall backwards, your first instinct is to break your fall with your hands, except... When you've had this uh, 10-pound computer in your hand uh, and you've broken your fall, but all of a sudden this thing now comes crashing down and it fail, fell right on my face. Uh, so I had the impact of the weight of the computer on top of that. The case was off of it, so the motherboard completely cut me up. It split my oh. lip into. I broke my nose. Uh, and... I wish I could have told anybody that, yeah, I got into a fight, but I'm like, no, this was the nerdiest way I could have possibly busted wow. my face up this way. It was dropping a computer on my face. So you showed up at school after that, and yes. you had the broken nose and bandages and everything, and everybody's like, what happened to you? I dropped a computer <laughs> on my face. Yeah, I dropped a computer on my face. That was, I got, wow. got into a fight with a computer, and it won. It's interesting I mentioned Mick Foley with the tea thing, because that reminds me of Hell in a Cell with the chair. Yeah, it just comes crashing down on it. Yeah, that's wow. <sighs> only, only Billy Washington, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I was Will at that point, <laughs> sixteen. It's time for story number one, reported by Yahoo Life. Okay, you're gonna like this one. So there's a nightclub in Singapore, and they came up with a promotion on social media for Valentine's Day in an effort to get people in the door. They offered a discount to anyone who met the criteria. My question is, what Valentine's Day promotion did this nightclub come up with? Hmm. Nope. I am fresh out of <laughs> ideas today. I was like, no, you know what? For number one, I'm going to get something. I'm going to have something. I got nothing. Man, every, every, every story. Will's coming up dry. Coming so up dry. <laughs> the, the promotion was 50% off your bill if you bring your wife and your mistress. And here is a pic of the actual <laughs> promo. This is real. Valentine's Day. If you're present off from your total bill, simply bring along your wife together with your the, – they use the uh, local uh, language, but it said mistress. And my favorite part is underneath that when it says terms and conditions apply. <laughs> what does that mean, terms well, and conditions What could the terms apply? and conditions possibly be on that? Do you have or to prove it's your mistress? The hell, I don't know. What could that be? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of this situation? Well, if you were ever in Singapore hanging out with your wife and you wanted a discount on the bill, what do you think? Uh, hmm, hmm. Well, <laughs> the, there's not much I can't say that wouldn't get me in trouble, but I will say that uh, don't cheat, folks. That's all we're going to say. <laughs> I'm not going to elaborate on that, Will. Not going to elaborate. All right, easy, easy question for you to end this. What is your favorite non-religious holiday, you know, like Valentine's Day, your favorite commercialized non-religious holiday, and why? Um, I mean, I guess technically Thanksgiving's not religious, right? Uh, it's, I it's, guess not. I guess, I guess not. not. No, and it's Thanksgiving. And the reason it's Thanksgiving is because, look, every single holiday you celebrate, all of them, 
It's about the food. At the end of the day, you care about the food you're going to consume on that day. And there's no better holiday for we Americans for consuming food than Thanksgiving. Because that's literally all it's about. And so, like, you know, everybody talks about Christmas and what you're going to get at Christmas. You're going to get your holiday ham, whatever. And uh, and in even Valentine's Day, you know, you're going to um, hopefully get to take your loved one to dinner, as is talked about here and all of that. But Thanksgiving, you know you're going to eat. That's the one. Well, football, too, in the U.S. See, Joel Pearl, who's producing this, is Canadian like me. The Canadian Thanksgiving is literally one day. It's literally one day and you just you just you get that one day off and then you have your dinner and that's it. I have worked with a lot of American clients in my day to day business. And when Thanksgiving was coming, it was a week event for them. Like they'd be out from like the Wednesday until the Sunday. Yeah, usually it's usually got to account for like the Wednesday for like travel Thursday for the actual day. And then Friday you have off to just kind of relax and then unbutton the pants. Yep, exactly. And then Saturday, Sunday, you're still off. So, yeah, it's. It's at least a five-day event, Thanksgiving. At least, at least. And then, of course, the social media pictures and, oh, look at my turkey. And Yes. <laughs> I'm with you. All right, I want to thank our guest, Will Washington. Will, tell the people what you're doing and where they can find you. You can find me over on, uh, actually, a little site that Jimmy Van just also happens to <laughs> to, to run here. But, yes, uh, I'm over at uh, YouTube.com slash Fightful. You can find a lot of my content there. I host Grap City every Saturday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And I also host Day After Dynamite. That's at 3 p.m. Eastern, and that's noon Pacific. All of that can be found at YouTube.com slash Fightful. Awesome. That's going to do it for KYM Live. Tune in next Thursday since we normally do it Thursday at 4 o'clock Eastern time for more silliness. That's totally real. Until then, bye for now.